0: Hey there, it's your host Morgan. Thank you for listening to Rob Your 20s. This week, my guest is fellow podcaster Anthony Rastigue, host of the Useless Degrees podcast. As a young professional who navigated the job market in the midst of COVID-19, Tony offers unique perspectives, perfect for those of you students or recent grads. Tony talks about goals, learning from each experience, and his hopes for inspiring others. I hope you enjoy this awesome conversation. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I I really appreciate you giving me your time, and I'm so excited to do this with a fellow podcaster, so I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, thanks for collaborating. I love that our shows have a similar overlap in topics.
0: I know. It's so fun. Um, So, before we get started and and get into our conversation, can you tell me a bit about yourself and and your background?
1: Yeah. So... Pretty much, you know, I I spent like, uh, well, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting question. You know, this is something that you'll probably hear a lot in job interviews. You know, the whole tell me a little bit about yourself, and <laughs> you know, the first the first follow up question I always have is just, well, where do you want me to start? I mean, the beginning. There's there's so much <laughs> that I there's so much that I could go off of, and you mentioned the beginning, so the beginning of what, the my life? You
0: yes, yep.
1: What mean, Oh wow, there's so much to say. Well, I guess, like, throughout all my life, I've pretty much just been doing my best to acquire, like, new interests and uh, seeing what things that I could I could do to accomplish. And, you know, something that would interest me, I would, you know, take full advantage of the resources that I, that I had to make that possible, whether that was sports or whether that was creating something, you know, designing something of that nature. And then once, uh, once college rolled around, that's when I realized that, I need to figure out you know, what should I do for a career if I'm mm-hmm. acquiring something that's particularly uh, helpful in my case and that I'm actually good at. So it, I, it was a pretty difficult point in my life to really figure out what I wanted to do because all throughout high school, I went to like a private school. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of kids that were going there were going to pretty big schools and uh, really good schools too with re- very like uh, prestigious you know, programs and whatnot. And so if you, if somebody were to approach you and said, Hey, what are you doing after school? Like, what's, what's your plan after graduation? And you said something like, Oh, I'm going to community college. You know, I haven't really figured that out yet. They would look at you and think less of you for some Mm -hmm. reason, which was definitely not something that I wanted to hear. So I always tried to push myself to kind of get an idea in my head of what I wanted to do. I always had to be very, I was always told and raised to be very focused on your goals and what you Mm -hmm want to accomplish and everything. So I, you know, I switched my major several times throughout college and I ultimately landed on public relations because Mm -hmm. I love writing and I love being the voice of something. And so I definitely wanted to take that route too. And, you know, throughout college, I mean, college was a whole experience that I could go off on like hours on end, just talking about Mm -hmm. everything that I saw, everyone that I met and how, you know, it just concluded with a pandemic and I wasn't able to even walk across a, a stage for graduation. Yeah. So it was all over the place. And then with the post-grad life, that's a whole different chapter of, of its own. And I tend to look at things as chapters specifically. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people probably do the same, but I'm always trying to get myself excited about that next thing.
0: Yep. Um, question for you. Do you think that you because you're so goal oriented, does that ever inhibit you from living in the moment and enjoying the stage you're at now?
1: So I definitely appreciate living in the moment. Absolutely. Because that is where you're going to get that sense of fulfillment and that Mm -hmm. sense of fulfillment to me, I mean, and with anybody else, it's like a high, it's, it's something that you want to experience and once you're away from something like that you want more and more of and it doesn't really take a whole lot of mind power to do something like that too it's Mm -hmm. all up to yourself it's something that the only person that's going to be controlling of that is yourself Mm -hmm. so if you can mentally train yourself to appreciate everything that you're given within the moment everything from just the ability to live a life and the ability to just essentially be surrounded with people that you appreciate or doing something that you appreciate. It's all about all the different factors that surround yourself within that very moment. If you Mm -hmm. just stop for just a quick second and appreciate everything that is in front of you, who you're associating with, and just your life in general, I think that that is going to be the best way that you can go about living your best life. And when it comes to being goal-oriented, that should essentially serve as a backdrop for Mm -hmm where you can find your own happiness, if you will.
0: Awesome. That's such an amazing perspective to have. Um, Was there any defining moments, um, either like in your youth and high school or in college, that sort of led you down your path and, and where you're headed now?
1: I would actually say that it didn't happen in college, but more so happened last summer during the more intense aspect of the pandemic and the lockdowns, you know, I was supposed to have a job lined up immediately after graduation, you know, after several rounds of interviews, they essentially said, you know, we'll give you an offer, but due to this pandemic, we're not really able to do that at the moment, but we're still going to give you that opportunity. We just really can't give you any more information from here. And so I spent eight months taking on, jobs that I knew that I was way more qualified for and just clearly didn't want to be there. But mm-hmm. I knew that I had to do something with with my life. I knew I had to acquire skills that I may have not anticipated acquiring. Yep. I've, I worked at Lowe's. I worked at a Rite Aid. I worked at a mm-hmm. UPS store. I worked at an automotive plant. Like I, I did so many different things. And I think that that helped shape me into becoming a more resilient person yeah. and ultimately taking on that job after several months, you know, once they actually were able to give me a start date and everything, it was that filler time in between that I knew that I had to use to my advantage. And I honestly credit the pandemic for allowing that to happen Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have had those breaking points. I wouldn't have had those moments where I was going through like an existential crisis and Mm -hmm. having just, you know, the worst of mental health that I've seen in my, in my recent years, just the uncertainty mixed Mm -hmm. with, knowing in the moment that I was way more qualified to do something better than what I was currently doing. So I think it was, it was those particular moments that stood out to me. And those made me realize, wow, like I really have it made in my life. I Mm -hmm. really am able to cherish everything that I've been given and appreciate. That's
0: that's awesome. Yeah. And that's the... I guess, upside of the pandemic is it's kind of forced us all into things that we probably wouldn't have experienced or taken on otherwise. Um, But I'm so glad to hear that you have were able to come out on, seems like on top of those and to have learned something from those like really trying times.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I was able to really showcase my work ethic overall, whether it was working manual labor Mm -hmm. uh, jobs or customer service. I think I came to really appreciate at the end of it. I I learned a lot. And I think that if you're constantly learning new skills, you're Mm -hmm. introduced to more things. I think that's going to contribute overall to your character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So you have your own podcast called Useless Degrees. Tell me a little bit about it and what motivated you to start this podcast?
1: So Useless Degrees is a college and career related advice show Mm -hmm. every single episode i take a professional or a student and interview them about their life and their career and how college was able to or not able to help out with the way they with the way they got there Mm -hmm. and so it's very fascinating because i've been able to interview people that are in fields that are so diverse and Mm -hmm. so different than what I was personally exposed to. Learning everything from lawyers to doctors, like hearing all the different stories as to how they ended up doing what they are currently doing and whether or not college helped them out. And so my target demographic has mainly been college students and post-grads because Mm -hmm. I feel that that community needs to understand what they can do with their college degree and how they can go about making ultimate success with their career. So I started the show actually during the pandemic as well. It was mm-hmm. toward the end of summer and it was something that a podcast was always something that I wanted to tap into, you know. Yeah. Among friends I was always the most talkative one and the most opinionated, always had ideas on how we could go about changing things with yeah. within society or how we can go about adjusting it our human behavior to a certain extent, or certain routes in which we mm-hmm. can end up in, and I felt that it was something that I I needed to be a part of, and I mm-hmm. especially with the podcasting community constantly growing, I realized that was I was not alone. I mean, creating a show where you pretty much just broadcast your ideas and your opinions mm-hmm. on everything, every aspect of the post grad life, I realized that there were so many other people talking about the same exact thing, and so it was great collaborating with them, and I think that this has been a great way for me to network when networking events are currently not in session at the moment. It's really given me an opportunity to do market research and figure out how people ended up getting a job in something that may have been different than what they graduated with or Mm -hmm. things of that nature.
0: Yeah. Um, So you are, you also work in marketing. We have that in common. Um, Do you see yourself staying in the field or do you see yourself eventually switching gears? Like what is your outlook and and your goals on on your own personal career?
1: Sure. I definitely want to stick with it. I think that the agency lifestyle, while I know that there's a lot of turnover, it is something that is going to give me a great amount of skills collectively within the media world that no matter where I could go with this, I mean, it's, it's going to translate very well. The fact Mm -hmm. that I can say that I was able to run campaigns, pull data and showcase what we should do with a brand and how we can get them, you know, more attention, so to speak. I think that you're going to get a lot out of the marketing world. It really just depends on where you end up. I mean, I Mm -hmm. was, I studied PR and then I ended up in paid search, which is something that You know, I didn't really get much exposure to in college, but I'm very glad that I did because this is the absolute perfect entry-level role for me, where there is a lot of room for growth within the media world. And given my obsession with media in general, Mm -hmm. I think that this is definitely a long-term career that I can be a part of.
0: That's awesome. When did you start the job at the agency?
1: So I actually started it this past December. And they, like I mentioned earlier, they were going to give me the offer way back in March, 2020. And then essentially I spent that whole summer, you know, just waiting, you know, for them to really give me the green light on hiring. And I know this was back when people thought that the pandemic was going to last two weeks and ended up lasting several months. So it was that sense of uncertainty that made me realize, okay, I need to get working, but I would still keep in touch with my recruiter. I mean, I sent her emails Every two weeks, just asking, hey, is there an update on the hiring yep. freeze? You know, what, what can I do to help? And she, she kept giving me the same answers. She said, I I really appreciate you reaching out. But as far as I know, there is nothing that we can do at the moment, but I will right. keep you posted. And so I, I didn't know how long that was going to last until finally in around the September, uh, toward halfway through September, they were able to actually give me a start date and everything. Nice. So that ended up working out. Very, very grateful for that. That's honestly.
0: awesome. And that's such a good like piece of advice hidden in there for anyone like in school or in your in that position now of like waiting and, and trying to find that right opportunity or um to like finalize an opportunity that's been kind of waiting for them is just to not give up and um stay on something, make sure people know you're interested. If you are looking for a job, make sure that everyone you know knows that you are looking for a job because you'll never know when they might come across something on their LinkedIn or their Facebook or, or somewhere that they're going to think of you for. So um, stay vocal, stay active um, is such just good advice for really anyone, but especially young people in this day and age and the times that we're facing. Um, But I have been at my agency job for nearly two years. It's two years next month. Um, so I will tell you that agencies are so wonderful for the same like the reason you mentioned is you will learn, you will do, you will see so much more than you will ever see working internally at a company. You just get so much exposure to so many different things. Um it's also um a very like taxing environment where you you're you're at the mercy of clients, you are um, like always on like a hamster wheel, you're always going. There can be some brutal weeks where the the hours are long and hard. However, um, like you mentioned, it is an amazing place to start a career because the things you will be privy to in two years from now is way more than you will ever be if you had started, um, you know, just some random like marketing analyst like entry-level role at, at a big company
1: oh yeah like it's it's definitely taught me at least within the first you know almost four months now it's definitely taught me to enhance your sense of resi- a sense of resilience is yeah. what i'm trying to say and even people that i know that left the agency world after a few years because it was too much of a grind or it just wasn't mm-hmm. for them there's still people that are very passionate about yep anything that they're really uh, about anything that they're about to get become a part of it's just it's the environment with so many moving components so much communication flow and so many things so many minor things that need to get done on a daily basis Mm -hmm. I think that is what truly gives you a work ethic unlike any other so it's a very unique industry I'll say
0: yeah yeah absolutely um so back to you um, is there something that like drives you in um, your goal orientedness like what is a motivating factor for you what is something that you know gets you out of bed gets you moving gets you excited to go through your day
1: you know mentioning you know the struggles of getting out of bed in general is something that's actually been circling my mind as of recently because mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many people actually struggle with just that simple act, you know, on the surface, it seems like just a daily thing that you don't really think about. But, you know, when, you know, you're experiencing any sort of mental health crisis, Mm -hmm. or you're experiencing any sort of hardship, it becomes very difficult to take that first step within your day. And you're not going to get anything accomplished without that first step. So I -hmm. I can 100% see how that is a struggle in that of its own. But I think it's mainly, waking up with a purpose. you know. Before I go to bed every night, I always think about what I need to do tomorrow, but I don't think about it in the sense that it's going to derive me of sleep and Mm -hmm. stress me out. I think of it as opportunity. I think to myself, all right, I'm getting up at 6.30, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to read for a half hour and then I'm going to get started on my work and then go for a walk uh, during lunchtime and then Uh, do some more work in the afternoon and then play a little bit of golf right after work. So I, it's almost like I set the schedule and the agenda for the next day, right. As I'm about to go to bed. So the second that I wake up, I know that I have X, Y, and Z to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest piece of advice I can give to people that are trying to get out of bed in either the earliest sense or a sense that they can wake up with purpose and not just, you know, drag themselves through the day is mm-hmm. to find something that you need to be up for, find something yeah. that you need to, a, a purpose that you have to serve, you know, get mm-hmm. out there and just keep moving. That is the mo- that is the biggest piece of advice I can give to people when it comes to being productive throughout the day. If you're just constantly moving, whether that's physically, or if that's actually through productivity regarding your work, I think that you're going to get a lot more out, out of it.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like you are one of those people that has a mentality of, I get to do this rather than I have to do this.
1: I have been actually saying that a lot lately because recently one of my friends asked me just out of the blue, like, what stresses you out? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you, what kicks you down despite you having more of like a positive outlook on things? And I I looked at him and I said, honestly, like there really isn't much that I can say that stresses me out because I look at everything as an opportunity. Even what we were talking about with the pandemic earlier, like the fact that I was able to learn more about myself than I would have in during any other period of my life leading up to my early twenties. I I look at things as opportunities. I, I think that it's amazing if you actually, you know, ignore any sort of pessimistic ideal And just focus on what can actually benefit you, you know, ignore any sort of negativity surrounding every obstacle that's in your path, look at it as some sort of learning curve. And even if it's there, there's always going to be a little bit of failure when it comes to reaching success. I mean, in general, you're not going to know what success is unless you know what it's like to fail, like logically speaking. You're not going to know what success is all about. So I think it's important to mess up. I think it's important to experience problems. Mm-hmm. And the the follow-up question should be, well, what are you going to do about it? You know, what, yep. so what? What's next? You have to always ask yourself, what can I do with this circumstance?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so funny that you, um, one, mentioned th- those two words, so what? Um, I had... A high school English teacher who basically anytime like we'd write anything that just didn't have purpose attached to it, his only response was so what, like, why should I care? Why should you care? What is the purpose of this? And that always kind of stuck with me of like, you know, why am I doing this? why am I telling someone else to do this? Why do, why should I have people care about this? Um, and and it's been a a good lesson to learn. Um, but I'm also someone that totally agrees with you about the importance of failure and struggle. Um, I think we have to go through and and feel every bit of life's moments, you know, the days where you are broken down and it feels like you are not going to be able to get up tomorrow or that you can't do it again tomorrow. Um, make the days that are, that are easy and that are happy and allow you to, um, feel joy and, and love and, and whatnot. Um, you don't know those highs without the lows. And so all aspects exactly. of life are just so important.
1: hundred percent. And you're exactly right on the whole. So what thing, because that is the most intimidating follow-up question, but also the most important one to answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the same topic, is there like a, a quote or like a daily mantra that is just really important to you or that you sort of live by?
1: You know, I, I a lot of people say that they, that I strike them as one of, you know, the, the type of guy that would have motivational quotes all throughout his bedroom. And that's not really so much the case while mm-hmm. I enjoy quotes and everything. I, if it's anything that I live by, it's from an anonymous quote that I came across that said work in silence, but shine in public. Yep. And that spoke to me because I'm not the one to do all that they can to receive all the attention possible. Mm-hmm. And I personally hate attention. And I know yeah. like other people would respond by saying, what are you talking about? You love attention, but deep, <laughs> deep down, that's deep down. That's like, not what, that's not what I'm about. I, yeah. I want people to at least recognize the grind and all the hard work that goes into the, the bottom line. You yep. know, I would rather work my ass off throughout the week and go unnoticed. But when it is time to get to go unnoticed, all that time that you spent grinding and putting everything together, that is when you shine in public. When you're given the opportunity to showcase what you've worked on. Yeah. I think that is all the more rewarding.
0: That's incredible advice. I like that a lot. Um, so talking um, back about you know, your experience in college and and heading into the real world, um, which is in line with what so many other people have have sort of faced the last year. Um, Is there something that you wish you had learned in college or knew heading into your post-grad experience um, that you you didn't get or, or nobody told you?
1: If anything, I would have maybe... Touched up a couple things during my freshman year because I think that year I was so focused on the social aspect and Mm -hmm. doing all that I can to be interconnected with the college community because everybody was my age. It was a whole new chapter in my life. I wanted to essentially meet more friends and be a part of more things. And while I got a lot done that year, without a doubt, I got so much done throughout the last couple of years of college. If I would have Started off my freshman year taking on as many projects as I did my senior year, I definitely think that I would have been on the road to further successes, or at least maybe gotten more out of college. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I still feel like I did all that I possibly could have throughout college. I'm I'm very proud to I'm very proud to admit that because there's not a whole lot I I regret during college. I think I did awesome. so many things right and. Would I have changed a couple things? I mean, everybody—everybody everybody is going yep. to. Everyone's going to say, "Well, I wish I didn't do that, or I wish I wouldn't have stuck around that person for that for that long because they just weren't somebody that I should keep in my life." But mm-hmm. I learned a lot, and it also comes with uh, the relationships in college as well. I mean, I was able to put forth critical thinking as to who I wanted to spend my time with. There were yeah. people that. I knew that I shouldn't have been hanging out with. And then as time went on, I dropped them and it really wasn't, it it had no effect on me. It was just something that I needed for myself. And I don't think I'm going to get anywhere if I keep hanging out with this person. So I think that that specific social dynamic was something that I may have wished that I took more advantage of in terms of looking in, looking into, because Mm -hmm. yeah, my freshman year, I would say yes to everything. And If I had the mindset of what I, the mind that I had during my senior year, yeah, I probably would have, you know, said no to a few people and everything and just kind of, you know, life goes on. But I think that overall it is the social aspect that if anything, I wish I would have been more laser focused on in terms of who I surrounded myself with.
0: That's a really good takeaway. Um, So now that you are in the post-grad world, what has your twenties given you so far?
1: It has given me the opportunity to continue uh, learning what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, but at the same time, opening up a lot of doors for opportunities. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I look at a lot of things as opportunities, as we were talking about earlier with me taking on those odd jobs during the COVID summer. I mean, it was something that, you know, it sucked in the moment, but I knew that there was a silver lining in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was giving me something in return for putting forth all those hours of work that I knew that it wasn't, I didn't think was going to benefit me for the career that I personally wanted. But yeah, I would say looking at things as opportunities has been a big part of the post grad life and seeing a lot of things and trying a lot of things has always been on my mind 24 seven. I want to eat at so many different restaurants in so many different cities and see so many different sites and meet so many different people. And it's all about, as we mentioned earlier, that next big thing. I think that if you're, if you always are living life with something to look forward to, I think that you're doing just fine in the post-grad life.
0: That's awesome advice. Um, and you led me into, um, a bonus question I have for you that, um, you touched on a little bit earlier with, you know, being so goal oriented and focusing on the next big thing. So what's next for you? Where are you going next? Where will um, your next big adventure take you?
1: Well, at the top of my mind, at the top of my head right now, I do know that a friend of mine is getting married next month. So I know that that is going to be a big event. That's going to be, um, on the surface, you know, enjoyable for sure. But I think deep down, it is something that is very special, given that it's the first friend within the friend group to mm-hmm. get married, and everybody's invited and everything. So yeah. that's definitely going to be like a next big thing. However, outside of that, I will, I will, I would say, just more adventures. I think that mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, if I could go to Phoenix or Texas or Denver you know, try a whole different places. And it's, it's easy because my job is remote. So yeah. I can pretty much work anywhere, fly out anywhere. And I think it would be a lot better to work in the sunshine and, you know, enjoy yeah. the scenery and have all sorts of just new experiences and new opportunities lying ahead. So I think that it, that is what's next. And there's always going to be something next. If people mm-hmm. are struggling with figuring out what that next thing is that they should look forward to, Just know that there's something there. It's just a matter of determining where it lies.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you see yourself, um, you know, picking up and moving and trying a new city or new cities even?
1: I think the city life is definitely going to be, you know, it's something that postgrads love to be a part of immediately Mm -hmm. after they graduate because it still gives them that young and condensed atmosphere the way that college did. Yeah. Where you have a lot of people that are roughly around the same age as you and there's so many resources that are all within walking distance. But postgrads are immediately gonna flock to cities because they still miss that feeling. Yeah. Uh, me on the other hand, I mean That's I'm just such living a great with perspective. That's yeah, such a great 100%. perspective.
0: I never even thought about it like that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I and I'm noticing it in within myself too. It's like, okay, where could I live? Well, right, all the all these places that I'm that at least I've been looking at. Am I looking at them on the basis of the atmosphere that I'm anticipating? Like, are there a lot of young people moving to this area and that's just what I want to be around for the next decade? Or am I just looking at places on the basis of where they're going to help build me in terms of a career standpoint? Because that's probably one of the biggest things that I think post-grads struggle with is, in, in terms of living arrangements, it is rather difficult to figure out what's going to benefit you? Is it more, are you focused too much on the social aspect or are you focused more on where to raise a family or where yeah. to develop with your career?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a great point. Um, okay. So my final question for you is what do you want out of the rest of your twenties? What are you hoping that they give you in terms of personal accomplishments?
1: I want to be able to inspire more people. I think that the podcast has definitely helped at least open the conversation toward a lot Mm -hmm. of interesting situations regarding uh, self-reflection and careers. I think that what I personally want from the rest of my 20s is to be able to have a great amount of people look to me and say that I was able to, you know, turn their head towards something that they never would have looked into and gotten anything out of had they not met me, encountered me, spoke with me. And that's how I feel about being social in general. If if you're the type of person that loves being social and you know loves putting themselves out there, it's best to do it in a way that's gonna be productive for both ends. Like I, I love talking to people, but I also don't want people to just view me as an acquaintance, if you will. Mm-hmm. I wanna be able to at least have enough character to make an everlasting impression on them. And I think yeah. that- that is going to be all the more fulfilling.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome perspective. Um, so before we wrap up, where can my followers find you? Um, where should they, they go to learn more about you?
1: So for me specifically, you can follow me on Instagram at Anthony underscore Rastigou, or you can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm always very active on LinkedIn as well. Same name, same first name and last name. Uh, <laughs> the name of the podcast is Useless Degrees. And the Instagram handle is useless.degrees. And then the Facebook page is uselessdegreespodcast. So definitely reach out. Definitely check out all the episodes that you can. A lot of great topics, a lot of different careers, a lot of different professionals and student perspectives. It's, it's fantastic. So definitely join the community.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been an awesome um, pleasure having you on my podcast. I really appreciate it. And thanks for all of your wisdom and insight.
1: Absolutely. And best of luck to you in the future, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thanks. It was great talking to you.